Hi, you are now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Today you will hear a sermon from Pastor Dave Lee, so without further ado, here he is. And this morning, I want to just make a couple punchy points about this beautiful analogy that the Bible draws for us of what the church is. I think one of the most compelling images of the church is that the church is the body of Christ. It is as if Christ is the head and the church then, we are like his hands, his feet, his whole body, and we move together under the direction of Christ, who is the head. And I think the key passage that talks about that is 1 Corinthians 12. And so this morning, I want to highlight just two verses and share two important insights for what we can learn about our part in the church according to this scripture. And the first point is that each one of us is supposed to be here. Okay, Each one of us is supposed to be here. I get that from verse 18. Here's what it says. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. This is one of the verses that most shaped the way that we've built this church. It's a verse that infected my heart many, many years ago, and I just kept thinking about how powerful this, this truth is. We're not the ones putting out a, a word or marketing something and trying to draw lots of people into the church, but actually God is building his church. It's not up to us to try to draw as many people in as we can. We're trying not to be offensive or repulsive, but it's, what I realized was God is working in everybody's life to bring them, to lead their path to a church so that they could be a part of it. Think about how many different reasons brought each of you here. How many different weird pathways. I mean, I've seen people come to this church because of the web search. Others because a friend introduced them. Others because they drove past the street, saw our trailer, and just decided to turn in one Sunday. You know, I have a pretty, um, I, I picked this puzzle imagery for a reason. I have a pretty OCD side of my personality. Where are my OCD people at? Yes, I love you. You're my tribe. I, I love order and neatness and everything finding its place. I believe every object in the universe has a home. And I love when each thing finds its home and snaps into place. And I think that's why I enjoy jigsaw puzzles so much. Because every piece in a puzzle is supposed to be there. In fact, if you open a 500-piece puzzle box... What I love about it is there's exactly 500 pieces. There are no extra or unnecessary pieces. And if you're missing a piece, it's the worst thing in the world, isn't it? You get all the way to the end and there's this one gap. And so I love when at the end of it, you have exactly the right 500 pieces. That is also, for me, a compelling picture of what the church is supposed to be like. I think that's the, that feeling of completeness was what Paul was trying to communicate here is that when you look at any church, any local body, you can make some sense of that composition by saying every person there is supposed to be there. And they're not supposed to be there because they just wanted to be there, but because God drew them steadily forward until they became a part of that particular church. I think that God has a purpose in bringing each of you here. I don't know if you have fully discovered that purpose But rest assured, you did not just find your way here by accident. Behind each one of those different ways that we found ourselves a part of Harvest, there is a God who is actually leading our lives. And I think 
uh, that if you want to stretch the analogy of the puzzle a little further, think about how you put a puzzle together. You spread out all the pieces on the table, but you only put one piece together at a time. Isn't that right? So when you're, unless you're like some kind of weird genius with strange vision, you could do two pieces simultaneously. Everybody takes a puzzle and one piece at a time. You find its place, snap it in, and usually you start with the border. So during the, the assembling of a puzzle, there are a lot of pieces that just sit on the side for days sometimes. And I think that might describe some of our stories is we haven't figured out yet. Maybe we're too new. Maybe we just haven't made up by our minds where we are with Jesus yet. And so some of you may find that you've been here a while, but you haven't really plugged in yet. And that's okay. Because I think a lot of puzzle pieces need to figure out where they belong before they snap in. But rest assured, you're not here extraneously. You are a part of this picture, and in time, your piece will be called up to fit into the whole. Does that make sense to you? So that when you're putting a puzzle together, that piece might sit on the side for a month or a year, but eventually for the picture to be complete, it's going to find its place in the whole. And that's really what this servant fest is all about after service. Maybe you've been hanging out and watching the church for a while and you like what you see so far. Maybe you're new. This is your first Sunday, but it seems interesting to you. The Servant Fest is your opportunity to look under the hood and explore the church a little bit. See which people and which teams are making a lot of this happen and figure out if something pulls at your heart. Because this may be the day that you finally get called up and find your unique place in the whole puzzle of our church. I want to give you a second observation from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And that is that the church is what we are, not where we go. You know, when you first meet a person, you find out they're a Christian, one of the questions you'll ask very early on in that relationship is what? Yeah, what church do you go to? Where do you go to church? And that's exactly how we phrase it, isn't it? Where do you go to church? What church do you go to? And I understand that I've asked that same question lots of times. But it strikes me that maybe a more biblical question to ask is this. What church are you a part of? What church do you belong to? Because I don't think the New Testament ever speaks of church as a place we go to. I I think there's a lot of places we go to. We go to the club. We go to the store. We go to the zoo. There's a lot of places we go. And while we're there, there's a, a set script. We follow the script. We go through the motions of the activity and we come home. And so we think maybe church is just like that. It's a place I go. It's my Sunday thing. I go to church on Sunday, and then I come home from church, and I get back to my life. But what the Bible teaches us is that church is not a place we go to. It is something that we are when we come together. Does that make sense? Church is not where we go. It's what we are. And and I get that from verse 27, when Paul very, very plainly declares, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. I I think there's some implications to that, that, that idea. If you can just keep that verse flashed up there for a little bit. Thank you. We are the body of Christ. What does that mean? I I think practically speaking, it means at least one thing. Um, Whatever our church does, it's what we do together, right? And that's why I think we can't say things like, you know, Harvest should have an AIDS ministry. AIDS is a big issue in our society today. Harvest should have an AIDS ministry. That's kind of like saying, you go to Greater America saying, you know, Greater America should have 
better roller coasters. And the idea in your mind is Great America is this faceless entity, and it should have something. But when you think about what the church really is, we are the church. And as a consequence, we will never have an AIDS ministry until someone in our church gets so unshakably convicted about it that they cannot bottle it up anymore, and they decide to become part of an AIDS ministry. They are so agitated by the plight of those with AIDS that they decide to stand up and become part of ministering to those people. And that's why we should be careful never to talk about the church, Harvest or any other church, as an institution or organization that has a life all its own. There is no such thing as a church that isn't ultimately individual people who come together to form something. And so if you've ever been tempted to say something like, like, man, this church should have a blank ministry. I want you to know that it will never happen until God uses one of you to become so convicted about it that you bring that into our midst. Uh, Incidentally, related to that, you should know that at Harvest, we don't believe the senior leaders have a monopoly on all the good ideas. Okay? I mean, we get together once a month, and we have dinner. We try to encourage each other. We report on our shepherding ministries. But it's not like we have, this, we have every single good idea among the board of elders. I think that very often, God decides to move the entire direction of a church through one individual member. If God gives you a conviction that you cannot shake off, if he gives you what Bill Hybels calls a holy discontent, I have always loved that phrase, a, a feeling of agitation about something broken in our world that needs fixing, something that's absent in our world that needs to be introduced, and you want to be used by God to do something. If God gives you that kind of conviction about it, enough that you say, I, I don't want to keep coming to this church if this church won't do this, then I want to encourage you, respond to that by speaking up and by standing up. By speaking of what I mean is let us know that this conviction is laid on your heart. Because I can promise you this, we will pay attention to it. I believe that God will speak to us through you. And that sometimes the most important directions that we'll take will come to us through what God does in your hearts. And so I want to encourage you, if you have something in your heart that you're so burdened about, please come and let us know. And some of you have that testimony that when you've taken that risk, a ministry was born at this church because of a conviction God laid on your heart. And so please understand, we won't yell at you for stepping out of bounds or anything like that. We believe that you can help direct which way we go as a church. Because in the end, the church isn't some organization. It is who we are whenever we come together. Do you have something on your heart that you really believe God wants us to do together. You've got to speak up. But then don't do a drive-by. You've got to also stand up. You've got to say, I'm also willing to be a part of that. I'm willing to volunteer my time and my energy to make sure that this happens in our church. Let me wrap up with one last thing. If you think about the analogy of a puzzle, every piece has a unique shape and an appearance. If it didn't, you would never be able to put a puzzle together. Right? I mean, each piece has its own little imprint and each piece has its own unique shape so that you can't jam it to where it doesn't belong. Eventually, there's a satisfying feeling when each puzzle piece clicks into place. And I think when a puzzle piece finds its place in the whole, two important things happen. The first is that that piece begins to understand a little better its unique shape and its appearance. You know, if you take a puzzle piece by itself, 
It doesn't look like anything. It has a, a, a splotch of color here. It has a straight line, a dark edge. You don't know what it is just by itself. And you stare at it and you stare at it. The only way you know what it's supposed to be is by looking at the picture on the box and figuring out where approximately it should go. And so it's like that with us. We may wonder why we're here. We may wonder why God gave us different interests or different abilities or different concerns than the person sitting next to us. Maybe one of you is a dancer and you're into performance art and you just want to do all kinds of this kind of stuff and you want to twirl around and, and you're like, why is this church so stiff? Why is everybody like a zombie? Just This is as agitated as they... And you're thinking, I want to go to a church where there's more this. I'll never do that move, movement again, I promise you. But, but maybe in your heart, you're like, why is it like this? And maybe God made you like that because he's going to use you in this church to bring some more of that into our community. By yourself, you may not fully understand the why you're like this. It's when you snap into the bigger picture, you begin to appreciate your uniqueness even more. But a second thing happens when you find your place in the church, and that is that you make a contribution to the bigger picture. You know, the exciting thing about a puzzle is, over time, as each piece gets snapped into place, the whole picture resolves a little more clearly. You begin to see what the whole thing's supposed to look like. It gets a little more complete. It makes a little bit more sense each time. And I think that's what's going to happen at our church as each of you begins to explore and step out in faith and say, let me try doing this and see what happens among us. That's what I hope will happen at the Servant Fest. You know, you're not getting married to something. We won't ask you to pay an early termination fee if you decide to bail on us. But here's what we are doing. We, we intentionally made the Servant Fest less like a job fair and more like a fun fair. Some of the teams have gone all out and some of the teams have gone pretty out. <laughs> and and uh, I want to give they've all worked very hard to make this interactive and fun. So you're not just going to look at a, a little trifold thing and read a bunch of brochures and then go home. You're going to get a chance to t play some guessing games. You're going to get a chance to run some obstacle courses. And it's, all, it's not totally random either. It's all job-related. And so I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. I don't want you to be afraid to go visit a booth because you think they're going to suck you in and, and grab you. Our goal today is not to recruit you. Our goal today is to invite you to explore your unique shape and appearance and how God formed you and see if one of these teams draws your heart out. And if you feel anything in your heart that's drawing you towards a team, I want to ask you in faith just to say, can I try helping out and see where that goes? You'd be surprised what a difference you can make on a team, even with just that first little step of saying, let me just see what happens if I lend a hand. If you've been at our church for a while and haven't found your place, I'm going to ask you to be especially attentive today because this may be the day where you're given a part of the ownership of this ministry and where you can become a part of the indispensable story of the church. I want to encourage you to be very open-hearted and open-minded as we do that. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.